0: Well, we're starting a new series, new year, new week, uh, new series, uh, Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. If I was to ask you, would you like to make better decisions? Probably all of us put our hand up. We certainly all would say we'd like to have fewer regrets. So we're starting the series off with the topic of deciding our way forward. We're talking about making decisions. Um, We all want to make better decisions. This is a pretty big deal because... As a pastor, I'm concerned about you. Hopefully, you're concerned about me. You're concerned about each other. Uh, Better decisions mean a better life. Now, one part of making decisions I think that's often overlooked is the connection between good questions and good decisions. Um, I like to ask questions because I want more information. The more information I have, hopefully, the better I can be at making good decisions or wise decisions. So, in this series, the next five weeks... This is kind of the intro, next five weeks we're going to give you five general questions to ask about significant decisions, not, you know, what clothes to wear today. Uh, We make hundreds of decisions every day that really aren't that significant. But the important decisions, whether it's interpersonal relationship decisions, financial decisions, health decisions, uh, job related decisions, whatever it might be. Now, there's a process involved in making decisions especially when it involves a question. So first you have to be proactive and ask the questions. Um, but that's not good enough. I may ask and get my answer, but I could ignore the answer. I could choose to do something else. So after the questions ask, asked, I need to answer honestly. And most of the time we're going to be talking about asking ourselves these questions. So I need to answer myself Honestly, but even after that, I may have not decided to do whatever it was I had the answer to. So, the third component would be to act upon that knowledge or to make that decision. And we're talking about getting or ending up where we want to end up or get to, whether it's in a relationship or financially, whatever it might be. The other big thing about decisions is, though, my decisions don't just affect me, do they? My decisions affect any people that are connected with me. Obviously, as a pastor, people in my congregation, as a husband, my wife, as a father, my children, um, friends I might have, interact with, all these people can and are affected by my decisions. We don't make decisions in a vacuum. In fact, we have no idea what effect our decision might have long-term. Consequently, we don't know the effects that our regrets are going to have. How many history buffs do we have? Who who likes history? Raise your hand. Ah, a couple. In fact, you teach history, I believe. All right. We have a history teacher. Uh, So history, one thing about history is it teaches us about decisions that were made and depending how long ago, the consequences of those those decisions. So I'm going to give you a couple examples. How many people know that uh, when our government was being established back to, uh, whenever that was in the 1700s, uh, a group of people came to George Washington and asked him to be our king? How many people knew that? Okay, a couple people. Good. Okay. So, he was asked to be our king. Now, obviously, he decided what? That's not a good idea. That's not the way we want this government to operate. And he was our first president took one four-year term, and that was it. And so his son wasn't the next president or the next king or whatever. So that had long-term ramifications even till today, the way our government operates. A little more recently, uh, 50, 60 years ago, uh, the civil rights movement is getting started in our country, and a black Baptist preacher by the name of Martin Luther King decided to get involved. He lived up north, and most of this... uh, Uh, Civil Rights Movement was taking place in the South, and so he traveled down South. Eventually, he had a march here in D.C. He gave a famous speech, and eventually, he was uh, assassinated. But we have a holiday this month to honor this man that decided to get involved in the Civil Rights Movement. So, decisions people make aren't just about them. It's not just about the people around them. It's about generations after them. Some of you have children. I have four children. The decision to have children affect those four children or they wouldn't exist, right? Uh, decisions we've made in our lifetime about those children, where we've lived, uh, we decided to homeschool them, uh, different things like that, all affected our kids. And say so you don't have any kids. We all had parents or we all had guardians, someone that raised us. Their decisions had impacts on us. Think about my life a little bit. My, my father didn't really take care of himself very well. He smoked a lot of cigarettes. He got emphysema. He wouldn't stop smoking. And so when I'm 18, he dies, 45 years old. And so I have two sisters and two brothers younger than me. Do you think that affected our lives? Absolutely, big time. And about five years later, we lived in Glen Burnie for 20 years of my life, and my mom decided to move. I'm going to the reasons why she decided to move. Well, uh, I had a brother who was going to the University of Maryland, College Park, and then my sister May, who's here, she was married to Fred, and they lived near here, I think Myersville, maybe, or Middletown at that time. And so my mom decided, well, it's nice around here, we're going to move here. And so you think that affected us big time. And then a couple months later, I finished seminary, and my pastor, Myersville Baptist Church, Al Mullins, suggested, hey, there's a little church across the mountain. See, we were Frederick County people. He meant Washington County. And maybe you can go there and help them. And so I made the decision in January of 76 to go help this little church. Well, little did I know that I'd meet my wife there. Think that was a big decision? Uh, a year later, they called me the pastor of that church. It's now Greenbrier Baptist Church. Those decisions, decision to go to move the port, all the decisions that, that I, uh, people, uh, parents have made for me and I've made for my kids have affected uh, long-term consequences. So decisions you and I make, not little decisions, but the big decisions, have vast ramifications and impact lots of people. In fact, I put it on your outline, private decisions, decisions that nobody else knows but you, often or most often, have public ramifications. So if I made some decisions that uh, uh, nobody else knows about, eventually it's going to affect other people. And I know you folks want to get this right. You want to make wise decisions. You don't want to mess up your lives. So there's a process again. Got to ask the questions. Ask good questions. If you want to get good answers. Questioning yourself, answer them honestly and then act upon them. So we're going to give you five over the next five weeks. So bottom line is this. Your decisions my decisions determine the direction where we're going in life and the quality of our life. Good decision, good quality of life, poor decisions, qu- poor quality of life. Now, there is a pushback, and I try and anticipate these. You and I are affected by other people's decisions, right? They're out of our control. I can't make other people do what I want them to do. <clears throat> but we can, we do have control, and we can decide how we're going to respond or react to decisions other people made. We probably all know people that had a, kind of a really tough upbringing turned out to be quality people, and then we know people that had seemed to have a a good upbringing that turned out to not have such a quality of life. It's all about decisions they made. The thing I got thinking about in in this topic was something Paul, Paul most wrote half the New Testament, most of us consider one of the greatest uh, people that ever lived, certainly believers. And in Romans chapter 7, he's in the middle of this letter, he's writing to the church in Rome. I'm just going to read you one verse. We'll probably look at more of these verses in the future. He, 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 the Scriptures are so honest. The Bible is so honest. I think we all can relate to what he said here. And again, this is a, what we would call a super saint, and he's saying this. I want to do what is good. We all want to do what is good, right? Most of the time. But I don't do it. Sometimes I don't, anyway. I don't want to do what is wrong, because that normally has bad consequences. But sometimes What? i do it anyway. Anybody can relate to that? (laughs) Don't raise your hand. So, it's about decisions. And sometimes we know the right thing to do and we still don't do it. And we don't want to do the wrong things we do. But our response is a decision. How we respond is a decision. We get to choose how we're going to respond. So, a response creates a better outcome than a reaction. Reactions are when we just emotionally respond, right, or react. Uh, um, We don't think about it. We just react. Uh, Often when we do that, we're usually blaming someone else. You, you ever say this? You make me so mad. Well, in reality, nobody can make you mad. You have control over that. You allow that person to make you mad. So we tend to want to blame people. Now, when we take the time to think and respond, most of the time we don't have to make any apologies. But how often do you, have, you know, I have to make an apology when we've reacted? When we speak, we've responded emotionally? Uh, so we want to be people that respond, that think about, think before we act rather. Than react. In fact, someone I was reading described this power that you and I all have, or this ability you and all you and I have, as our superpower. I thought that's a pretty cool. You we know, all these superheroes. You and I have the superpower to not react any situation, but to respond or choose how to respond. Uh, another way of saying this: your and my decisions determine our story our life story. If we are going to write our our story of our lives, it's a result of all decisions we made in our lifetime. So, consequently, what do we all want to have? A good story, right? Uh, Decide to have a good story. And the good news is, if your story is not good now, you can do what? You can decide to change your story. So, better questions lead to better decisions. So, just ask some simple question, you might get a simple answer, ask a more detailed question, you get more detailed information. All want to have fewer regrets. Now, we all can probably relate to the fact that we've maybe made, made a purchase, uh, bought a used car, whatever it is, and thought to ourselves later, I should have asked more questions. Because people don't normally offer especially negative information to you unless you ask. And still, sometimes they don't, but assuming the person's honest. (laughs) I should have asked more questions. Did this really work the way I think it works, or they seem to work? Uh, Does this car have this issue or that issue? We would have made better decisions if we had made or asked better questions question we talked about a couple years ago is this kind of a general catch-all question what is the wise thing to do in in any situation what is the wise thing to do not what's the easiest thing to do or what's the most fun thing to do or what's the fastest thing to do or what can I do not to do this but what in this situation is the wise thing for me and those I care about those people around me to do Now, one issue that we struggle with when it comes to question is uninvited questions. Did you ever have somebody say, kind of butt into your conversation or butt into your life and say, do you really think you should be doing that? Or don't you think you should be doing this? Now, what is our normal reaction when somebody does that? We say, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead and ask me your question. No. We automatically become what? Defensive. And we think, well, this is none of your business, right? So when our defenses go up, the reality is this. When our defenses go up, our learning goes down. Our ability to listen goes down. We don't hear what other people are saying to us. And again, we easily say, it's none of your business. Leave me alone. I want to make this decision by myself. Even though they may have good input So, we have to be careful that we don't respond defensively when people that care about us are offering us information or asking us questions. So, I'll put on your outline this, well-placed, appropriately timed, thought-provoking questions are what we want. But sometimes it's not a good time to ask a question. Sometimes it's not a good time to ask that question, maybe some other question. If you and I can do that, especially of ourselves, we will make better decisions and constantly have fewer regrets. <clears throat> now, we talked about bitterness a few weeks ago. Um, often, or some, maybe not often, but we do at times have anger, bitterness, resentment, whatever word you want to use, against someone else in a relationship. Um, and we struggled with that, and we talked about how, hopefully how to help you deal with that. But I came across a question I thought was really helpful to me in a relationship I'm dealing with, and that's this question: How do you think your heavenly Father feels about you? Could fill that person, name it. Now I'm bitter, resentful, angry at that person, but what do you? How do I think my heavenly Father feels about that person? That's a pretty thought-provoking question. I'm thinking, okay, if I want to be a Jesus follower, I have to try and think like Jesus would think. And so, how does God see or God feel about that person? Now, you can broaden this question into uh, abstract things like, uh, how do you think God feels about this financial decision or this health decision or some other decision? That's not one of the five questions we're going to come up in the next five weeks, but I thought that, hey, that was a pretty good one. I, That could be and should be helpful to me. So, again, the process is what? Ask the questions. I'm dealing with some decision. Ask good, wise questions. Answer myself honestly or answering other people honestly. Really figure out what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, Whatever. And then act wisely. Act on the wise side. Now you might say, "I don't want some more. Que- I don't need questions to help me be- make wise decisions." Well, the reality is, you all already make, have your own grid of questions when you're making decisions. We all do. And I put an example on the on the screen of some questions you and I ask ourselves when we're facing decisions. One biggie for most people is what? Will I enjoy this? Will this be fun? Will, I like doing this. If it's not, most of us are not going to do it, are we? If it is, we are tempted to do it, even maybe if we shouldn't, right? But that's one of our grid questions. Will I enjoy this? Another question, will this hurt me? Will this harm me? Will this do me harm? Will this not be, be not good for me or good for me, at my relationships with other people? If we're wiser and more mature, we'll ask the third question, will this hurt someone else? So many people say, well, well, I did this or I did that, it uh, didn't hurt anybody else. Well, most of the time, often it does hurt somebody else, unless, again, you live in a vacuum. But that's a wise question to ask. You want a wise decision? You want to do something as wise? Is this going to hurt somebody else? Uh, married people, especially your spouse, obviously, your parents, especially your kids, uh, People that you care about close to you. Uh, sometimes when we're dealing with a question of stuff that is questionable, we'll ask ourselves: can, will anybody find out? If I spend this money, will my spouse find out? Or if I make this decision, will anybody find out? Um, often, with that question, we have a second question because we may get find out, found out. So the next question is: what? What's my out? What's my excuse if I do get found out? So, you already have a grid. You already have questions you ask yourself when you're making decisions. Here's a a sample. So, we're just going to suggest some more to help you uh, slow down. Sometimes we just need to slow down, ask good questions, get good information so we can make wise decisions. Decisions that won't hurt other people, won't hurt us, and that will be honoring to God. So we've got a kind of a theme verse that we're going to look at now. It's in Proverbs. And I would suggest that you, if you don't literally memorize it, that you remem- memorize the four basic components of this verse. We believe Solomon wrote Proverbs. This verse actually appears twice in Proverbs, chapter 22 and also chapter 27, exact same verse. thought that was interesting. Sort out this way. A prudent person. Now, prudent's not a word we use a lot, so different translations, you put different words. Wise person, um, a crafty person, a sly person, um, a smart person, which describes what most of us would desire to be, right? A prudent person. Well, what does a prudent person do? Well, they see or foresee danger. I'm a wise person. I see if I'm keep headed this way, there's danger coming. There's negative consequences coming if I continue uh, on this path or I can t- make this decision. That's what a prudent, wise person does. So, alright, I'm wise, prudent, I see danger ahead, what do I do? What's a wise person do? Well, Solomon tells us. I see this danger, then I Take precautions, I make decisions that will prevent this danger happening to me or at least lessen the danger, Uh, sometimes you can't eliminate danger but lessen the dangers. So a prudent, wise person can see danger coming and takes precautions. They see that this decision affects a certain outcome. We say it this way that uh, life is connected. It connects the dots. If I do this, then this will happen, then that will happen. I don't want that to happen, so I need to, to back up. <clears throat> so where do I want to be? If I don't want to be there, where do I want to be, and how do I get there? That's a wise, prudent person. Now, often in the Proverbs, there is this uh, two sides of the same coin, all right, or the opposite side of the same coin. And so we know what the prudent person does. So what does the not prudent person do? <laughs> He doesn't say not prudent, he says simpleton. And again, there's lots of different words for that. Uh, Foolish, stupid, uh, inexperienced, naive person, whatever it might be. They don't see life connected. They just see this is the decision for here, and this is the decision for here, and there's no connection between the two, and that happened, it wasn't a result of the decision I made. That is being simple. So, what does a simple person do? They go blindly on. So, there's danger there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just, actually, they're doing this, right? There's danger there. <laughs> and I'm going to ignore it. I pay attention, not pay attention. I'm going to act like it doesn't affect me or those people that I care about. So, what's the consequences of doing that? Well, suffer. When you and I go blindly on, out seeing connections in life, uh, making foolish decisions, um, we suffer. We suffer the consequences of our decisions. And regret's part of that suffering that we do, right? So I would encourage you to memorize this verse, some other translation you prefer, or just kind of, okay, wise, I see and, 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 and take action. Or precautions. If I'm simple or not wise, I'm just going to run ahead and suffer consequences. Um, questions help slow us down. Part of the issue with making decisions is just slow yourself down so you make take the time, get the information, and make wise decisions. So again, bottom line: your decisions, my decisions, our decisions determine the story of our lives. So, want a good story? Decide to have a good story? If it's not a good story, you and I, good news, you and I can change our story. This is so important because it's not just about you. It's about the people around you, people you care about, and the people that care about you. Um, This next step uh, suggests that, other than trying to memorize that verse, is to implement this question as you enter 2022. Kind of funny saying that, right? 2022. Uh, How do you think your Heavenly Father feels about? Fill in the answer there. And see if that doesn't help you in that relationship with that person or that situation. So, again, next five weeks, five questions to help you make better decisions and have fewer regrets. Let me pray with you. Father God, thank you. We thank you for the wisdom in your Word, the Bible. We thank you that uh, if we will heed it, our lives will be better. We'll make better decisions and not suffer consequences, but have a good or better story to tell. As always, we pray for anyone that's not a Jesus follower, that they would at least consider it more seriously, or even make that decision to accept your son Jesus, forgiveness of sin, uh, enter in a personal relationship with you, and begin to grow as a Jesus follower. Brother God, we thank you for the privilege we have to ask you questions. In fact, you say, if we desire wisdom, if we lack wisdom, all we need to do, ask, and that you'll give it. And not only just give it, but give it liberally. So, I pray, God, that we truly desire to make wise decisions. Uh, our, our, we will benefit, our, our, our families and friends will benefit, and truly believe that it will bring honor and glory to you. So thank you for loving us and desiring to, ha- to help us uh, navigate life. And We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.